All right, let's fucking do this. It's me and you today. It's a June update as we enter July. Happy cancer season. Um, I love my cancers. Holy shit, my bestest of people in my life are cancers. I mean, I just, I vibe with them. I'm a Scorpio, we're water signs. My partner's a cancer. Anyone who I've known long-term and trust wholeheartedly with my deep emotions are cancers. And all the other signs of the Zodiac I I love as well, but there's something about um, the irony of meeting cancers a lot. So let's get into this fucking intro. Here we go. Welcome back to the Sletrepreneur Podcast. I am your host. Miss Anna D, here to empower women to build their own empire and interview sluts who like to make money (laughs) on my podcast. I give you a peek inside my life as a girl boss, mentor, retired cam girl, viral TikToker, and one person only fans creator, which now I'm like at 2.1 and on my free page, I'm six. So just the update. Anyways, I share my ups and downs of running a multi-million dollar business and the difficult yet sexy path to success. So my dear slutchpreneurs and baby sluts in training, let's buckle up, grab your notebooks. And if you're a new listener, it's an honor to have you here. Get ready to take a peek inside my pleasure chest. So we have some new segments for the show. If you listen to my last episode, I have a new assistant along with a brand manager for Slutchpreneur Entertainment. What the fuck? This is real, y'all. So we were talking at our last meeting. We were like, let's do an Ask Anna segment. So if you're part of our Slutchpreneur Facebook group, which you can join at CE hose.com. You can ask any question there. I made a post or you can just always email me at sludgepreneur at mail.com, not Gmail, just mail. So let's get into the first question. A baby slut anonymously asks, does masturbating affect my sex drive? So typically masturbating will really help your sex drive and increase your sex drive. And I know that's kind of interesting, but it actually helps your libido become more consistent. So I highly encourage it. However, as someone who's very topically sensitive, I do realize that I I numb my nerve endings on my beautiful clitoris if I am heavily using my Hitachi daily coming God, sometimes I come five times in a row. So I find it harder and harder to reach orgasm. I'm also on antidepressants, which affects your your ability to orgasm. But it's never going to like ruin your clit because all the nerve endings reconstruct themselves. But if you're, you know, masturbating once or twice a week, um, I think that's really beneficial and will kind of help your body get into that muscle memory of orgasming and actually enhance your sex drive and sex life. And remember, always use that foreplay, baby. Let's not forget foreplay. Even if you got a foreplay yourself, if you're not comfortable uh, discussing that quite yet. And now in today's fetish of the week, these are from kinktest.org, agalmatophilia. Let's see how we say that. Pronounce agalmatophilia. Let's see. Agalmatophilia. 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 Okay, shut up, YouTube. 
Agalmatophilia is a sexual attraction for human-like statues, dolls, mannequins. This differs from Pygmalionism, which refers to an attraction to items of one's own creation. Interesting. So let's discuss some slutpreneurs in the news. Every now and then, there are some current events that relate to female entrepreneurship, uh, sex work. So we are going to get into Karina Kopft. Kopft. Kop. Karina Kopf reveals she made a whopping $165,000 by posting a single picture of hers online. So we will be looking at this article from sharecaster.com. OnlyFans star doesn't care what anyone says after making $165,000 from a single snap. This is from dailystar.co.uk. Vlogger turned OnlyFans star Karina Kopt is earning a fortune on the adults-only platform. She's made more than a million this month and sold a single image for what we just said, a whole lot of money. In a YouTube video, she revealed, in 48 hours, I made a little over a million dollars. The 25-year-old, who's well-known for appearing in vlogs, has also garnered more than 150K likes on the adult-only platform. She charges $25 a month to see her saucy content, which includes lingerie photos and wild snaps from Las Vegas. But when the star released her first adult image, she raked in the most cash. On Twitter, she revealed that she made this much on just one picture of her boobs. Um, Karina, who is originally from Illinois, is using her earnings to live it up in Los Angeles. She also has a property investment and drives a $400,000 Ferrari. Go, sis. The YouTube star has been using some of the earnings to help others, though. Earlier this week, she asked Twitter, anyone struggling right now, drop your cash app and please don't be weird. Let people who really need it get it. I'm talking single moms, dads, people trying to put food on the table, pay bills to get by. Let's see. So she's like a blonde bombshell, really tan, just typical blonde, big boobs. So yeah, it's crazy how that happens. And I think this goes right back to... Not how easy it is, but how many less hurdles you have to jump if you already have a social media following. So yeah, that's sex workers in the news or social media star who showed her tits in the news. So let's talk about June. June 2021. It's summer. It's hot as fuck here. I've been trying to go to like hot yoga on the pier in the morning is just to get to the beach because it gets so hot during the day. Been keeping up with horseback riding. Your girl has some nice thick thighs. I have never had those like juicy runner's thighs or anything. So OnlyFans is reaping the benefits <laughs> from that. Um, I can just tell in pictures and it's really boosting my confidence. I gained 10 pounds during quarantine and after like viciously trying to work out to work it off, I've realized I'm building a lot of lean muscle and I weigh the same, but I look so much better and I'm I'm just filling out a little bit more. And I think it's a good reminder, like you are not going to have your high school body. You are not going to have your college body. And in your thirties, your body might transform into something even better, but like you are a vessel, everything like your skin and your body has to protect all your organs. So without it, you're kind of fucked. And it's interesting that as humans, we are 
coached to hate something that's so valuable. Like it should be fucking worshipped. So OnlyFans is really nice to remind myself to kind of self-worship myself. And it's not, it's far from ego. It's far from being like conceited. It's just something that needs to be well practiced. And I'm learning to like just fucking get rid of the clothes from high school that even if I love them so much, like clothes are meant to fit your body. Your body isn't meant to fit all your clothes. And if you have them around, they're just reminders that you're going to feel tight and uncomfortable when you put it on. So this is your sign like to get a new favorite pair of black pants. Like anytime something rips or breaks or stains, I don't get upset. I'm just like, ooh, I get to get something else now. (laughs) And it's become a much healthier pattern for me. So what else has happened? I took my assistant to get a pedicure last Monday and I decided instead of just selling my little toe thongs um, to a customer. I decided to make a new listing that was like selling me and my besties nail flip flops. Like get, you know, like she doesn't know I'm selling these even though she does. Uh, So it was just like a quirkier way to advertise a used item. And guys always like the BFF or like even as weird as it sounds, mother, daughter, panty listings. It doesn't, obviously it does not have to be your mom's panties, but you know, it's just another kink that guys have that you can capitalize on. Even if it's like two pairs of your panties, like they're never going to know. They're never going to know. My YouTube content's back up every Friday. I'm Anna D on YouTube. And last week I did some plant vlogs. Uh, I have like my favorite robes haul this Friday. So I live chat on YouTube every Friday. And, you know, I'm really proud of my YouTube channel. You really get to see the inner workings of my life in a very natural way. And of course, a lot of, you know, influencers are always like, I just want to show my authentic self. But there's a huge risk of showing your authentic self because that means you will make mistakes. Because if you are going to have authenticity, like perfection isn't real. Mistakes will happen and there's going to be a fear of getting canceled. But how can you be authentic without making mistakes? So I'm trying to really value my imperfections and continue to learn and grow in the face of scrutiny online, which leads me to my recent TikToks this week. Um, I kind of shared an amethyst table. I kind of shared. I really shared my ginormous amethyst table. It's like two tons. It cost a small fortune. I, I got it a few years ago as an investment. And uh, it went viral. It got half a million views. Someone was like, show something in your house that's just wildly ridiculous. And of course, everyone in the comments was like, get that table out of the sun. Like, it's going to turn yellow and all this stuff I had no idea about. So I used that energy to make more TikToks about moving my table out of the sun cleaning the table from suggestions, and all the videos are doing really well. So whenever you get a video and people see it as like controversial or they start telling you what to do, like ride on that energy and make more TikToks about it to like develop this storytelling thing about yourself, which will have people invested in your account. So I did some more this week. I'm trying to like film YouTube videos. And then after I film, do TikToks about the video. So when I drop it, I can share the TikToks and really batch content that way. Another little tip that I learned this week, 
Like on TikTok, there was – I always see inspirational ones that I want to redo. Like this girl was talking about um, if women have sex with 100 men this year, she can only produce one full-term pregnancy, whereas guys could have sex with 100 women and women and create 100 babies. So like why are we the ones on contraceptives? And I felt like if I recreated that video that TikTok and its fucking stupid fucking guidelines would take it down because if I ever talk about women or bodies or sex, you know, they'll fucking take your whole account. So what I've started to to do is just duet these videos in a cute outfit and it shows off the creator's video, which hypes them up. And I'm still getting that message out and it's still engaging really well. And here's the thing. They can't. I don't think they can just delete my duet like they would have to delete the creator's duet in order for my video to get deleted. Um, So it's kind of like a little hack I've been using to still post the content I feel dedicated to post without the risk of getting deleted. So let's talk about the Moldavite. I know some of you are here for the Moldavite. Moldavite is a tectite in gemstone quality. Moldavite is unique among other gemstones because it is beloved for its peculiarity and rarity, which is reflected in the wide variety of sizes, shapes, textures, and shades of green. Moldavite looks like a crystal or a stone. It's like a black-green glassy object which are found on certain areas of the Earth's surface, believed to be formed when a meteorite impacts the Earth. So they're like millions and millions of years old, and they're very rare. There's a lot of fakes in America, so you have to find a really authentic distributor of them. But it's really cool because it's like an object from space that can't be found on Earth, impacts with Earth, and creates this thing, the Moldavite. And I've been told, gosh, if you look up TikTok Moldavite stories, like bad shit happens to people. It flips their life upside down. It's a scary aura to obtain and to have. It's a ton of magnetic negative energy almost. Um, So we're going to talk about it a little bit more. I am not a Moldavite expert. A lot of the stuff I will be reading from Google, but I encourage your own research. A lot of people have taught me things I didn't even know on TikTok. Like I said, I thought it was a piece of a meteorite, (laughs) but it's not. So yes, the Moldavite was approached to me by someone. I did not seek it. They felt it might be really interesting for me to have. And it's a very, I feel like it grounds you in a way where it removes a lot of toxicity in your life. So for some people, they might lose their job, their boyfriend, their house, but it moves them way faster to spiritual growth, which is super uncomfortable for a lot of people. But me being a Scorpio who thrives on like newfound change, constantly turning into a new form of myself, like a fucking phoenix rising from the ashes, <laughs> I felt like Moldavite would be really good for me. And I love spiritual growth. I love changing. I love removing toxicity out of my life. I am so open to losing it all new beginnings because I'm not afraid of what the universe has to offer me. I welcome abundance and change because I know I will learn from it regardless. 
And first quarter of the year after I got my warehouse, I started hiring people and kind of removing myself from every wheel in my business. I reached this level of like, what do I do now? I'm kind of stuck. Like I want to start over in a sense. I need something new. And the Moldavite just felt like the perfect opportunity to have that. So I purchased um, a really heavy piece, a large piece. A lot of times you can find it in like rings or necklaces on Etsy for like up to $100. But mine is like the size of, you can see it on TikTok, but it's like the size of a, like if you flattened like a cherry, it's a little bit bigger, kind of like the size of like a big pink eraser. But I paid $540 for it and I do not regret any of that. Do not tell me how to spend my money, honey, because I work hard for it and people buy diamond rings so I can buy my motherfucking Moldavite. So let's talk a little bit about it. Why is it so expensive? It's a handful of reasons. The majority of it exists in sediments from the middle to upper Miocene age when the craters fell and it's deeply buried in the earth. It's very rare and only in a few regions where the impact of the creators are. What happens when you wear Moldavite? It's generally accepted as being a stone for the new age. This is because it carries the energies of the extraterrestrial world. These combined with our planet's vibrational energies result in a powerful magnetic range of healing and spiritual frequencies, which can be felt as soon as you hold the stone in your hand. And yes, Miss Ma'am, if you watch my TikTok of me pulling it out the package, you will get goosebumps. And when I put it in the sunlight, it fucking transforms. It's like an alien moon rock. And every time I've gotten a reading, I've been told I'm a star child or I feel uncomfortable on earth because it's not where I'm grounded and I kind of can be very airy and see things and situations from above a lot. So I felt really like connected to this. Spring is in the air, lovelies, and with it comes a fresh wave of energy, blossoming flowers, and endless possibilities. But you know what puts an extra skip in my step? My fabulous partners at Viahem. Trusted by a whopping 250,000 plus goddesses just like you, Viahem's products are just like a magical wellness wand in a bottle. Feeling a bit frazzled after a hectic day? Cue the Via gummies for instant relaxation. Battling stress and anxiety? Don't worry, there's a gummy for that too. And for those intimate moments, Via has concocted something truly special. High Love Gummies, infused with pleasure-boosting cannabinoids, libido-reviving herbs, and just the right touch of THC, these gummies are your ticket to an electrifying experience between the sheets. But wait, there's more. Via offers an array of other gummies, with or without THC, catering to every goddess's needs. Whether you prefer a subtle 2mg dose or a bolder 50mg kick, Via has your back. From improving sleep to sharpening focus or aiding in recovery, there's a gummy for every occasion. And the cherry on top? You can easily browse and shop their collection online, categorized by strength and effect. And here's the best part, darling. Via ships discreetly to all 50 states, right to your doorstep. No medical card needed. So go ahead, indulge in a little self-care spree with Via Hemp, because you deserve nothing but the best goddess. Head over to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies 21 and up only that's viahemp 
V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com and use code goddess at checkout. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. Now back to the show. This Will Moldavite change your life? When used in daily energy rituals, Moldavite is shown to truly transform lives by bringing about change. Many people experience an interesting sensation, almost as if they sense the crystal's intense energy and chaotic capacity. And you can cleanse and activate your Moldavite. So it needs to be done in like very natural things like uh, natural water or in dirt, um, in sunlight, in the moonlight. So that's what I did. And then I sat down and did a little spiritual ritual. I did it on a full moon. I really gave my opening intentions and acceptance to it, embracing everything it had to offer me, not having any fear of change. I put it on my third eye. I laid down in Shavasana yoga pose. I put it on my heart. It's a huge heart opener. And I really meditated on it and all my intentions. And a lot of people believe that when it's done its job, it like disappears mysteriously um, or it might break. So I'm very interested how that will happen. I'm also interested if it affects other people when I carry it. Some people sleep with it. Crystals can be overstimulating and some people sleep with it. Uh, You can have crazy dreams with it, like intense dreams it's just one of the most powerful things I've ever experienced. 10 things you need to know about Moldavite before experiencing its power or just basically things you should know. What determines the price and value? This is from playhardlookdope.com. In most gemstones, the price and value of Moldavite are contingent upon its color and size. A gem quality piece of Moldavite is very brittle and, and has to be used carefully. Most of the time you see it on earrings and pendants. The durability of Moldavite is very similar to most man-made glass, which means it can't be used safely for things like rings. A very high-quality section of Moldavite does exist in the Czech Republic. <laughs> is that how you say it? Czech! Oh my god, Czech Republic at 86.5 carats. But most of these pieces are very small and very delicate. The color is another facet that impacts the price and value. Moldavite is known for its unique qualities and somewhat extraterrestrial nature, as we know. Um, so the green shades are much more popular, but in reality, the droplet-shaped particles can be found between green and brown shades. Brown shades are typically less highly valued and less expensive than the green shades. Basically, what determines the price and value is how green it is, I believe, the weight and density. Hey, sluts, just a sweet reminder, if you'd like to support the show and wear your Slutpreneur badge proudly, check out our new merch at ProfessionalGoddess.com. Use code SLUT for 10% off. And now back to the show. Let's talk about my experience the first week. I had four spiritual (laughs) awakenings growth opportunities happen. The first being with my previous editor of my book. We, my team did a Grammarly overview of the book and there was more than a hundred, if not hundreds of grammar mistakes. And I do take accountability for many of them with the way I write in the book and with the way some websites are named. 
Um, but little things like capitalizations and other things were imperative before publishing a book. So it was it was disheartening that this grammatical overview wasn't had. But me being an understanding person, I thought, oh, whoever gets the first edition, you know, they'll kind of have a little fucked up edition. Um, the reason we actually did this is because on the cover, it says everything I wish I knew before becoming yada yada. And instead, it says everything I wish I know before becoming. And this mistake was already fixed. But this was on the publisher, the book um, printing company. This was on their fault that they did that because I sent them the revised cover. They never switched it. But it turned out better for me in the long run because I'll get a discount on the second reprint. Um, but when we brought this up to my editor... I didn't bring it up. My team did. And there was just some disgruntled communication. I think the editor felt more comfortable speaking with me and maybe wasn't exactly comfortable with the changes happening within my team and the different line of communications. But we spelled out that we needed these fixed on Grammarly. Everything like in list form, how to fix. Um, we needed it in a certain document style instead of uh, PowerPoint or I think it was Adobe so that we could get this on Kindle. But it became very, if it, the conversation became very uncomfortable. The editor ended up calling me and I rephrased everything that my team said and she proposed charging me for these edits. So I simply said, go through the Grammarly. And if you feel like as an editor, these needed to be fixed prior before publishing, then determine if you want to charge me or not. But my intuition felt strongly that the Moldavite might have had something to do with it. And I didn't feel comfortable moving forward with the second book if my team had to communicate with someone that wasn't the right fit. So I thought, you know what? This is beautiful. We're moving forward. Change is okay. Growth happens. I'm still so floored and over the moon at how happy I am with my book and the way it came out. So the conversation of not moving forward with the second book was, I wouldn't say difficult, but it needed to be had so that I wasn't leading her on. But I did the next day express how happy I was with the book. So she didn't forget because I could tell it was it was very hard on her. It was growth for me, but maybe not as much for her. So it, it sucked a little bit. But like that's the thing about sucky situations is they propel you forward to something better. And that's exactly what the Moldavite is for. Secondly, the dog rescue project that you all might have heard of. I did an episode on these two dogs I rescued. And during this foster process of really getting them to a home that was a good fit for them, I think in the episode you heard about heard about me approaching the owner and him denying the dogs and surrendering them to us. Well, ultimately, I was faced with a decision because they kept escaping the crates at the warehouse and having them at the warehouse was not safe for them. And I knew I would have to give them to the shelter the next day. And... I don't know what happened, but that night, the person that I wanted to foster them with um, was in Virginia. So it was just too much trouble at that time. And that night, I said, you know what? Tomorrow, I'm just going to drive to Virginia. But someone on my team really made me aware of the risks 
of giving a foster to someone without the proper, without crossing all the dots in the eyes. Just little things like knowing what vet they go to, just things that that legit like fostering programs have. So I kind of let a few things under the rug that I shouldn't have so soon because typically you when the foster goes with them like you see how it goes for the day and then the week before like you do this whole transition but my intuition was leading me very strongly um so in that moment there were some uncomfortable conversations of what I could have done better and Ultimately, by the grace of the universe, the foster home was a really, really good fit and they've been checking in. It's been great, but it did teach me I needed to do more than what I had just because I felt like I was in a tough situation. The shelter would have, they already have everything in place for that kind of situation, but I made it a point like, hey, I'm taking this one for the team. I take full responsibility if it doesn't go the way it should. I ended up driving to Virginia, like I said, so far so good, but the uncomfortable conversation again that I had with this person that knew much more than I, we reconnected and she helped me understand like in those situations, she might come off as really strong and ill-willed, but all the intentions were there. And I was being very sensitive that day. I was already going through something a little traumatic for me with these dogs. So I felt like the Moldavite propelled our relationship to something more honest and opened and helped me get out of this like, yes, I'm going to follow my intuition, but if I'm going to have a serious rescue in the future, I need to step out of my comfort zone and allow the document process, the paperwork process. I needed to give it to someone more responsible than me. And, you know, I can drive the animals where they need to be. I can do the content, but I can't let things slip under the cracks because it will have repercussions that I experience. So then the third situation was a situation at work. I wouldn't call it an altercation, But I spoke out very abruptly to an employee in a way that I haven't before, thinking I needed to put my foot down in an instant. And again, learning process, um, they reacted in a way they hadn't before because they hadn't experienced my tone in that instance because I've been trying to not be like a pushover. And when I need things done, I really need to express it and not be as understanding and patient in the workspace. So that was uncomfortable for me and this person. But again, we are both strong and mature and responsible enough that we reconnected. I expressed that I was going through a lot that that week and that I was trying to evolve as a boss. And that may have not been the exact opportunity in a public setting to say what I said. Um, And they said what they had to say and we moved forward. And I think It made us much more honest to communicate and speak with each other, and not everyone is open enough to grow in that instance. A lot of people would like hold that grudge or hold that negativity and take it with them throughout the day, but it was like it happened, we resolved, we moved forward, and I just felt again like having the Moldavite in my purse that day that things were in a speedy mood. Like I came into work like a small hurricane and left swiftly when I got all my work done. And last, but definitely not least, 
If she's listening to this episode, maybe you need to listen to it. I... I'm going to say this vaguely because I don't like putting people out there, especially if they're not here to defend themselves. But I got a beautification service done to me frequently. And the artist in particular was frequently late, frequently rescheduling. Time management was not up to my schedule. And now that I'm busier and have an assistant doing my schedule, things need to be done in a timely fashion so I can get to my next obligation. And I was having an even more time when I needed this beautification done pre-filming. I just couldn't find someone that was remote, which was going to be really beneficial to me. Um, It's just really hard in a small town. And then secondly... There was just an instance where I I wouldn't say I wasn't happy, but I I gave them a little more grace than I could have about the service. Um, But it's a little more detrimental on me because it's something that's going to take time for me to fix now and cost me to fix the effects of what happened. (laughs) Y'all don't hate me. One day I'll be comfortable to just lay it all out, but I I still got so many nice bones in my body. So anyways, um, I did my research and I found someone that could do what I needed to be done in a timely manner um, the day I needed it done. And it was really hard for me to give someone another chance in general, with especially with the service, because just like any service to your body or anything that's on your body, you it takes a lot of trust. So anyways, I... Went to someone new, and of course, I support all artists and as an influencer, post about certain things. So the previous artist saw that this happened and was not happy about it in a way that they couldn't sleep because of it, which was not like not my intention at all. Clearly, like I would never do something to hurt someone in that instance. Like this was for me and my business decision. So they let me know that they didn't care who did it and that it wasn't their business. It's not personal. But they felt the need to let me know how insulting and hurtful it was. They mentioned again that they support what I do and what's good for me and that they would never claim me. But after our history, it sucks and how shitty they felt. So it was just put, pushing a lot of energy on me. And I, I kind of knew that this may or may not happen. And I didn't want to sit there and be like, well, you were very flaky or not on time. And my schedule's tighter now. And like, it isn't personal at all. Like, it is business because I have to put myself out there. And my appearance is showing to so many people that I need it done a certain way. And the people around me are telling me I need it done a certain way. And I respect their opinion. So I I replied and and explained like I needed it done ASAP. They were a good fit for me. It was not intentional and I didn't mean to disrespect her. I was not about to open up a can of worms with – I didn't want to attack her at all because it it was unnecessary if I wasn't going to continue that. And there was no text back, but it really reiterated to me like it was great for me to practice. Like I'm not going to apologize if I'm not sorry. I will let you know that I did not – 
that like the intention was not to hurt you. Like I made a decision for me and I'm going to own by that decision, but I'm not your property. I can make my own decisions. Things are changing and you might be again, uncomfortable with that change, but I am the main character of my movie and I'm not just going to oblige by everyone else's needs except my own. So I was like, whoo, four in a row, baby. Moldavite's doing its work. But I had to put it back in its little case for a little bit because I felt like my head was spinning very quickly. Um, But again, I am very in tune with myself. And all of these instances could have really wrecked someone's week. But I'm very proud with my newfound growth. I'm so excited for having people around me that really encourage my growth and my success. And I'm just very welcoming to these new things. So that is the Moldavite update. So now it's time to plug myself and pay some bills. So lube up everybody. If you want to keep the show going and learn more about myself and my empire, you can check more out at professionalgoddess.com. My YouTube mentorships and ebook series are all linked in the description of this episode. If you'd like to send me love notes, email me at slutpreneur at mail.com. And remember, every time you leave a five-star review, a slutpreneur has an orgasm. So keep the big O's a-coming. Connect with your fellow girl gang at the Sludgepreneur Squad Facebook group at cehose.com. We now have an X-rated Discord chat, which you can get only through the Facebook group. We are 10,000 sluts strong, y'all. And lastly, if you want to get all up inside me, follow my free OnlyFans at Rebecca Blue with two Ks and my explicit page at Rebecca Rabbit with two Ks. I now offer shout outs, which can be purchased at RebeccaBlue.com. And one more thing. Always remember to take what's yours. Grab your desires by the fucking balls. I'm so proud of you. Mama loves you. Refuse to be anything but successful. Go make that money, honey. See you next week, bitches. Mwah.